Hello, this is Ron Clark from the Agape Church of Christ in Portland, Oregon, and you are listening to the God of Second Chances podcast. Hello, this is Ron Clark from the Agape Church of Christ in Portland, Oregon, and we're looking at the God of Second Chances podcast. We will be searching for hope in the ancient biblical stories. Today, we're going to be talking about Jacob, kind of a second lesson about Jacob, otherwise known as Israel. Last time we looked at him wrestling with humans, and now we're going to look at Jacob wrestling with God. We'll be looking at Genesis 32 through 36. So if you'll turn in your Bibles and read ahead, when we come back, we'll explore and find hope in the God of Second Chances. Hello. Before the break, we were talking about Jacob wrestling with God. Uh, I think this is one of those incidences like we saw earlier with Abraham, who saw three, uh, three angels, three individuals. Uh, one was God, two were the angels. And we see God coming in a type of a human form. Uh, it's an interesting story because Jacob also meets God face to face like his grandfather Abram. But Jacob wrestles with God. And in doing this, he refuses to let God go. He shows this sense of, I'm going to stick with you. If we know much about Jacob, he's not really been a God follower for much of his life. He's wrestled with humans to try to find a way to survive. And now that he meets God face to face, he realizes this is time that I need to be serious about this God. This is the God who earlier I saw at Bethel and promised to be with me. And I didn't realize that God was with me until now I'm wrestling with God. And when you get to chapter 35, after he's decided not to be around his brother, after he's gone through this experience in Genesis 34 where his daughter is raped by a, a person who uh, you know, is a noble in an occupying village and the sons slaughter the village, we'll talk more about Genesis 34 when we get into our series on domestic violence. But in 35, as Jacob is taking a hard look at his life and his wrestling and his hard work and his unwillingness to let go of God, in chapter 35, he tells his family, we're going back to Bethel. We're going to go back where I met God. We're going to see God. And in that incident, they, they bury their idols. They make a decision. They make a change. And in verse 9 of chapter 35, um, God appears to him again and says, Your name is Jacob, but you'll no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. Now he's already said this in chapter 32, verse 28. But this one, he follows with a promise. I am God Almighty. I am uh, be fruitful and increase in number. A nation, a community of nations will come from you. Kings will come from your body. The land I gave to Abram and Isaac I give to you, and I'll give to this land to your descendants after you. Then God went from that place where he had talked with him. Jacob set up a stone pillar at the place where God had talked with him. He poured out a drink offering. He poured oil on it. Jacob called the place where God had talked with him Bethel. And this was the place where he had met God earlier. An interesting point about this story is that for Jacob... This was a defining moment. There was the wrestling, there was the struggle, there was the fight. 
but this was a time where they dedicated themselves to God. They buried their idols, and in a sense, they decided to be serious about their relationship. And of course, he receives this blessing. And I think it's an interesting lesson when we talk about finding hope in the ancient stories and we talk about the God of second chances. If you notice, Jacob was given multiple chances by God. God had been with him, but Jacob needed to come to a point in his life where he was ready to dedicate himself to God. This burying the idols, this setting up a pillar, this um, calling the place Bethel, were all symbolic to him. They were visual symbols. So often people throughout the Bible had visual symbols. They used altars, they developed tabernacles or tents or temples. Uh, they had uh, re, they, re, they circumcised themselves a second time in the book of Joshua. They make dedications. They have feasts. They have oaths. They have break bread and pass wine or communion, uh, grape juice. They have a cross that's a reminder. Throughout the biblical text, we find that people have symbols that remind them of something important. Symbols that remind them that they are to dedicate their lives or to rededicate their lives. It's interesting that these symbols play an important role in, in showing a break from the past, a change in their life, and a decision to have commitment. These symbols were very important in the ancient world. Welcome back. We're looking at Jacob today. Uh, last time we talked in the first part about Jacob as he wrestled with humans, how he left his family, uh, dysfunctional family. His brother Esau threatened him. Jacob, whose Hebrew name kind of means heel grabber or wrestler or deceiver, goes to his father-in-law Laban's uh, land and he ends up marrying both daughters. Uh, he was tricked, he was deceived uh, through sight, just like he did with his father Isaac. And of course his two wives have their concubines involved and when all is said and done, Jacob has at least 12 sons and one daughter so that we know of that's mentioned. At some point in his time with his father-in-law who he realizes is trying to steal from him to take advantage of him, he and his family decide to go back to Bethel to meet the God who called him in the first place before he uh, had left to Laban's land. Today we're going to talk about how he wrestles with, with God. And if you'll notice, we've been saying that we won't read every verse together. We'll just simply have you read the verses or in your groups share and talk. Uh, these podcasts are designed for English as second language speakers and also those on the mission field who are teaching. And so we want to encourage you to read the text together with your group. But in, in chapter 32, Jacob is getting ready to meet Esau, and he's afraid of Esau. Obviously, Esau earlier had threatened him uh, back when he 
uh, stole the birthright from his father and from Esau. Esau said, as long as my dad's alive, uh, I'll let Jacob live. But when my dad dies, I'm going to kill him. And so Jacob goes into hiding into another land. Now as he's coming back, he's getting ready to meet Esau. And of course, he prepares uh, his company. And, and of course, in the story, when he meets Esau, it's okay. You know, he and Esau's kind of over, gotten over it. Esau's healed. And Esau wants him to come uh, visit him. But Jacob goes another way. But what I think is interesting in the story is, in a sense, he meets God. As he's preparing to go confront or be confronted by his brother, Genesis 32, verse 22 says that at night uh, he was left alone and he wrestles with an individual, a man, a human, till daybreak. Some people would say this is an angel. But in the wrestling match, it's very difficult, and so the the uh, other person strikes his hip, and he's hurt, but he won't let the person go. You know, as a wrestling referee and a former high school wrestler and one who has kids that wrestle, I find that this is one of my favorite stories uh, because it, it's it's not just a wrestling match. It's an ultimate fight. It's a mixed martial arts. Uh, you can imagine uh, Krav Maga uh, came out of Israel like this would be the ultimate match here. And uh, what I think is interesting is that Jacob refuses to quit. He refuses to give up. He wants a blessing. And of course, uh, the individual, uh, Jacob says it's God, uh, says to him, you're not Jacob anymore. You are Israel. Uh, Jacob wants to know his name, but he won't tell it to him. We'll find that out in the book of Exodus. And so Jacob calls it Peniel, uh, the face of of God saying I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared now face to face is an interesting phrase it occurs with Moses uh, in reference to Moses having an intimate relationship with God it occurs in 1 Corinthians 13 when the Apostle Paul says that when we practice love we see God face to face it's the idea of intimacy and at this first encounter uh, Jacob realizes that he has intimacy with God. Uh, he's lived away from God. He struggled and wrestled and tried to prevail and tried to defeat people. And now he realizes that his relationship is with God. Again, in chapter 35, he prepares to meet God. This time, as he prepares to meet God, he has his family bury their idols. In chapter 35, verses 1 through 5, Jacob and his family bury their idols, they get rid of their gods, and they head back to Bethel, the place where God had originally met him. And so in this first scene, Jacob wrestles with God to show that he endures. He's not a quitter, and he's not interested in giving up. As we finish out this lesson today, I can imagine the people leaving Babylon and returning to Jerusalem, hearing this story in Genesis. I can imagine that they were being told that sometimes rededicating your faith or rededicating your life is more than just a promise. There's a symbol. There's a sacrifice. There's something involved in that. Rebuilding the temple and rededicating their life to God was an important event for the nation of Israel. 
because it reminded them that they were to be serious about their faith. I wonder today if we have signs and symbols that remind us that we are making a break with the past. I know that some of my brothers and sisters in the faith, some of my friends who have told stories of leaving addiction, will talk about pouring out you know, a can of beer as a reminder to them that they are no longer enslaved to alcohol. Others will talk about uh, pouring um, a pot in the toilet and flushing it down as a reminder that I'm done. I've made a break. For many of us as Christians, being baptized into Christ and being immersed in water is that symbol that we are making a break with the past, that reminder that we are transferring from death to life. For other people, they go forward at church and they publicly confess that they're turning their life over to God. There are others who ask for prayer during this time. Some people sit down with their families and they say, we're going to make a change in how we've been living our lives. We're going to do something different. People have signs and symbols and public testimonies and confessions to say that they are making a break with the past. And it's interesting that these visual reminders tell us, you know, I am different. I am responsible. One image that's burned into my mind is when I moved to Portland, Oregon and began to preach at a larger church called the Metro Church of Christ. It was eight years before we launched Agape Church of Christ as a church plant. But I remember that Sunday, all of the congregation gathered around us and prayed for Lori and I. That was a visual reminder to me as a minister. Don't blow it. Don't do anything stupid. Make sure that your commitment is real and sincere. And I do remember that as one of the many signs in my life that signifies that I'm moving in a direction or I'm making a change in my life or this is real. What are your signs and symbols? For some of you, you maybe need to go to church. You maybe need to go forward and publicly confess that you are going to make a change in your life. Others of you may have just been visiting around churches. You got out of the habit and you got caught up in things. And so you're using the phrase that I'm just trying to find a church. Maybe it's important to, to uh, repair any bridges that you broke in your last congregation. And maybe go forward at this one and say, I'm going to make a change in my life. We are going to be serious about our faith. Maybe some of you need to sit down with your family and say, we have not been living as God intended, and we are going to do something different. We are going to bury the idols. We're going to wrestle with God. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. That's what it means to wrestle with God, to be willing to go forward, to hang on, and to remember that sometimes... We make a break. We have to all, I'm sorry, we always make a break with the past, but sometimes, sometimes that's done with symbols. 
I'm Ron Clark with the Agape Church of Christ in Portland, Oregon. And my hope and my prayer is that you're able to wrestle with God and return to Bethel that you might see the blessings that a God has in your life and make a break with the past by burying your idols. Go in peace, love God, serve others, and remember the God of second chances.